What's up, golf addicts? Welcome to the Tour Junkies 2021 Travelers Championship Betting Preview. We're going to talk outrights. We're going to top, talk top 20s. We've got our let them hang predictions of the week. And then at the end of the show, Pat is going to bring it in just the tip. All you need to know to bet, to be a better better or a better DFS player or whatever. And listen, Pat's coming off a major heater. We're going to talk about that here in just a second. First off, presented by our friends at FantasyNational.com. The place, the one-stop shop. If you're betting head-to-heads, if you're playing three balls, if you're betting outrights, top 20s, top 10s, doesn't matter. All the stuff you need is at FantasyNational.com slash TJ. And when you use that website to sign up, you get 20% off any membership level, weekly, monthly, or annually. It's $8 a month. I think it's $8 a week, $24 a month, $200 a year after the promo. It's great stuff. It's well worth it. We've been using them for four-plus years. They trust us. We trust them. All the data is provided to them by the PGA Tour. It's licensed. You know it's good. They got Corn Ferry Tour stats on there as well. FantasyNational.com slash TJ is where it's at. Take advantage. If you're listening to this show and you're not taking advantage, I don't understand what you're doing. Why you would be doing that? You're leaving money on the table. So just use it. FantasyNational.com slash TJ. Listen, real quick, if you missed it in the DraftKings show, our winner for the Nut Hut uh, second place prize. That's right, the Bubble Boy prize that wins the big merch giveaway. If you are J03Rock, you, sir, have won. You finished second place in the Nut Hut. You were the first loser in the Listener League, but you're the winner in terms of a nice merch bundle giveaway that uh, our our very own Pat Perry is going to pack neatly for you and seal it with love and send your way. So email us, info at tourjunkies.com with your shipping address and T-shirt size. We'll get that out to you. Uh, Listen, before we get into this, Pat is on a major, major heater in betting, in DraftKings, in life in general. Um, You look great, buddy. Uh, I'm, what are you drinking tonight? What's the champ? Drink, what's the what's the guy on the heater drinking tonight? Got a little Wild Leap uh, Brew uh, company out of uh, Lagrange, Georgia. Mm, uh, love on Wild the other Leap side of the state from us, and uh, this is a double IPA. Uh, very good. Yeah, that's that's an IPA for each 10k that you want on DraftKings, right? It is. Yeah, 20k yeah. DraftKings hit. We talked about that ad nauseum in the DFS show, but. Yeah, we don't need a hard. Talk about your week, much. though, buddy. Go ahead and go ahead and gloat on yourself one more time. This is the last I'm going to deal with this. Just yeah, do it one more just time. A, just a good week. I uh, I won uh, 20k in the 200 dollars single entry on DraftKings. I love that contest. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that later in just a tip. Uh, and then on top of it, I got laughed at. I laughed at Mocked. hard. I mean, ridiculed, I mean, it, bullied, but, even. I, literally all of those things. Yes. Yeah. For Russell Henley as your first-round leader. I had the gall to put that out there in the Twitter world, and people thought I was the biggest idiot on the planet. And what happened, he was your first-round leader, along with Louis Hazen. So it did split that bet, but it was 125 to 1. So we split it. Still, yeah. Pretty good bet for your first round leader, and uh, so I was pretty excited about that. So yeah, it's it was a good week. It was uh, I, I'm on a heater, I guess you could say. I'd like to continue it. 
We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, you also won. You just barely, barely squeaked out uh, a win in our prop bet that we had last week. Yeah. The best friends yeah. bet. Um, the Justin Thomas versus... I had. I thought Justin Thomas was going to have a great week. You hated it. You thought Jordan Spieth was going to have a good week. You hated it. I hated it. it. Turns out neither one of them had a great week, but both of them you know, made the cut. Jordan on the number. Uh, JT, double bogeys, the par 3 16th late on Sunday. Uh, to tie the bet and the or the, to tie Spieth at two over and then loses the DraftKings points tiebreaker. So I will be getting waxed. A part of my body that I'm allowed to show on YouTube will be getting waxed by my wife live on the Open Championship DraftKings show. So if you'd like to see that, I don't know why, but if you would like to see it, if maybe you're not a DB fan and you just want to see me in pain, there's a lot of those out there. Uh, yeah, Pat won that too. So he won that. He won a a freaking neighborhood pool that he forgot he even entered for the U.S. Open. Yeah. He won four, was 300 bucks on that off of 20. Uh, shit. What, I mean, what else, dude? What was there? I feel like there's something else. I think that may have been it. But it was a, it was, it was a good week. Very, uh, very fun week. Yeah. Um, the Russell Henley bet was great, man. I mean, the, the amount of, uh, I mean, there were guys we could have reported to Twitter. They were so abusive on your Russell Henley, <laughs> your Russell Henley tweet. They they may actually be banned right now, you know, but we don't know. So uh, Pat's just winning at everything. The hot streak is definitely in play. I don't know if you should ride it or if it's jumping off. I don't know. Yeah, Josh Kissler, Pat winning at life. Yeah, we get it, Josh. All the all the Pat kiss asses in the chat. I've been listening to it, reading it for the last hour and a half. <sighs> I mean. Uh, I am happy for you. You know that. We talked about that. Like, you're my boy. Yeah. I'm happy for you. But, jeez. Like, I mean, let's... Come on. Come on. And you were two... Now, you were two points... Two and a half points away from winning 100,000. Which would have been really nice. So... Yeah. Um, that would have been... That would have been um, nice. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. And uh, a lot could have... A lot could have changed to, yeah. to give me that 100K. But, you know, that's what happens in, in these uh, tournaments. Yeah. Um... All right, well, here we go. Let's talk about the Travelers 2021 from TPC River Highlands, a course we're quite familiar with. Uh, Pat, talk about the golf course. Yeah, so uh, TPC River Highlands in Cromwell, Connecticut. It is a par 70. It is playing 6,841 yards. So not a very long course by tour standards. Uh, One of the shorter courses on tour. We've got 156 players this week, low 65, and ties will make the cut. We've got bent grass with some POA mixed in as far as the uh, fairways and greens. Uh, there'll be a lot of talk about that, uh, you know, in the Twitter world and whatever else as far as how they're putting, you know, more like Ben or POA. Uh, we'll get some more information on that uh, later in the week in the Nut Hut from Caddies and wherever else. Um, so pay attention to that. You've got Kentucky Bluegrass Rough this week. Um, you know, pretty much any type of player can win here. Uh, you got to. You know, there's a lot of dog legs on this course. We've heard you you really need to, you know, work the ball both ways, which is one reason you've seen Bubba win it three times. Uh, He's good at that. Very good at that, actually. Um, But for me, it's all about iron play, all about strokes gained approach, uh, ball striking. I mean, you just got to hit these fairways, which are pretty easy to hit, but then you got to hit the greens and make some birdies. So for me, my stats are going to be course history. I'm looking at some form. Looking at strokes gained approach and ball striking 
par four scoring and opportunities gained, which is a fantasy national stat that gives us, uh, you know, some good information on uh, scoring. And then if you look at your defending champs, I mentioned a lot of different players can win here. DJ won last year. Chez Reeve in 2019. You couldn't get more different than DJ and Chez. Oof, yeah, okay? that's tough. And, and then Bubba. That's tough to do. And Bubba in 2018, uh, his third win, Jordan Spieth and Russell Knox in 2016. So those are your past champions. Should be a good week. Can you think they have of, a really good field? Can you think of one similarity between the chesticle and uh, DJ? Uh, they both have testicles. <laughs> okay. I mean, so I, I guess. I mean, have you seen either one? I haven't seen their they testicles, but I mean, I'm assuming I'm making an assumption. I mean, if you saw our boy Joel Damon on the street, you would assume he had two, and he only has one. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's possible that they don't have any. Yeah. We just don't know. So maybe. Um, yeah, anyway, this is uh, this is definitely one of those courses anybody can win. That's for sure. I mean, it, it, that's been proven. You mentioned Bubba Watson's won here three times. This is for sure a Bubba course. Multiple players, not just Bubba, have talked about this course being one that you have to work the ball both ways. Jordan Spieth said that. Uh, Shez Reeve said that. They both like to do that. Um, a lot of dog legs, kind of your Parkland Northeastern, you know, style course where approach really, really matters. There may be some dog legs that your big hitters like Bryson, who has played well here, could uh, could cut, you know, cut corners and go deep. Um, these Poa bent mix greens are interesting. You, you do have some debate on what that is, according to the PGA Media site that that I logged into about an hour before this show. Uh, they list bent grass first with a Poa mix. Who knows? So, yeah, we've got like a dozen caddies on the grounds that we're friends with. So we'll find out what they think uh, come Wednesday in the Nut Hut chat. So you're going to want to be in that. By the way, if you've not joined the Nut Hut already, you should. What are you doing? It's $10 a month, $90 a year. We just had Trip, somebody on the last show join. And he's like, dude, I've been a member for one week and it's already paid for itself. And I also, how am I ever going to work again? Because it's the greatest thing ever. Yeah, it is. It's great. You get great advice, great Wednesday night chats with us and the boys. Uh, people are in there 24-7, chatting it up about golf. There's all kind of sports in there. If you play any other sports in DFS, they're, they're all there. They all got channels. A lot of friendships being made. $10 a month, $90 a year. Go to tourjunkies.com. Click on Golby's Nut Hut to sign up, and you can join our private Discord server. Uh, and you get 20% off all your purchases, all merch purchases on the tourjunkies.com website. Uh, and actually, we've got a new piece of merch. Sam, if you want to queue up that 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 brand new piece of goodness we got, the hoodie is now available on tourjunkies.com. That's right. We've got new golf hoodies, and they are beautiful, man. They're they're black. They're they they're slimming. They make you look slimmer. They're an athletic material and cut and fit, and they they don't have drawstrings. They're they're made by a golf clothing company, so they're perfect for the golf course. And who else is going to release a hoodie on the first day of summer other than us? That's going to be us. Anyway, you can buy this hoodie. You can buy a bunch of other stuff on the tourjunkies.com shop and get 20% off as long as you're an active Nut Hut member. So join the Nut Hut. That's what you need to do. When I look back at the betting odds of some of these winners, Pat, it's definitely in the recent years, it's been a lot of the shorter numbers or, or kind of mm-hmm. the mid-range. Uh, now, last year, I kind of feel like, you know, 2020, it was, I think, the third event back from the covid pause um it was the third event back it was 
It was the Charles Schwab, the Heritage, and I think this place. It was one of the first few events back. DJ won it at 30 to 1. Uh, Reevee won at 70 to 1. Watson at 33. Spieth at 10. Knox at 55. Bubba again at 14. But then before that, you kind of had a run of these long shots. You had Streelman at 150 to 1 in 2014. He's in the field playing great. Ken Duke at 160 to 1. And Mark Leishman at 130 to 1. That was one of his first wins, I guess, on the tour. 2012. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of different types of players and a lot of ranges here but definitely in the in the recent years it's been more of those short to mid numbers we're going to talk about our favorite bets in every range here in just a second but uh for the most part to me it's a second shot golf course and it's putting and it's scoring i mean your cut line is going to be between that two and three under number uh, and you're going to have to go low to win here uh, now i don't know what the weather is supposed to do i do think that on the weekend there looks to be like a little chance of some wind kicking up there in that northeast uh united states so we'll see how that goes mm-hmm. you'll want to check into that uh when it comes time to uh to get in the nut hut you know chalk bomb emails all that stuff by the way if you're a pissed off chalk bomb subscriber or a former chalk bomb subscriber and you're pissed off you should go back and and watch and listen to the dfs show that we just did for the travelers because we had chalk bomb ben on the show defending himself and he made quite the case for why you should continue to subscribe to the chalk bomb so do that also, if you're watching on YouTube, in the comments section here on The Betting Show, uh, comment, what do you think Pat should spend his money on? You know, he won 20K on DraftKings. He won money betting Russell Henley, first-round leader. He's high on life. Before the wife gets to it, what do you think Pat should spend his money on? What would you spend it on? Put that in the comments. If you already did that on The DraftKings Show, do it again on The Betting Show because it helps us out. Comment for the algorithm, people. Come on, let's go. What are we doing? Uh, and if you're, watching, if you're watching live, wait and do that till after the show is done we would appreciate it um yeah uh, actually our boy trip anderson our new nut hut member trip anderson brings up a good point this is a course that jim furick shot a 59 at and and mckenzie hughes shot a 60 last year so yes very low numbers out there at tpc river highlands in good conditions especially in the morning i know furick shot his 59 in the morning i i, I would bet that mckenzie hughes did the same thing so first round leader bets, showdown, all that kind of stuff. That could be that could be interesting. Um, so yeah, low numbers out there, and and this kind of scoring conditions kind of does tend to bring anybody in the field. So I think the golf course itself and the scoring could produce a lot of different types of winners. So let's get into it, Pat. Uh, talking outright bets in the uh, kind of favorites up to twenty five to one range on either DraftKings or points bet. Who do you like? What are you, what are you looking at? Uh, say that again. Okay, what are you doing, Pat? What have you been doing? What have you been doing? Sorry. Sorry. What, you've just been dreaming at... about your 20K? Or what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> we're, we're just doing the top half here, right? Isn't that what we're doing? We are do- what have you been doing? What have you been thinking about? <laughs> I I tuned out for a second. God. Literally, the one time I tune out, the all the whole show, all the shows we did tonight, you asked me a question. We're only 15 <laughs> minutes into the second show. I know, but like the last show, you started off every single category, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, what are you doing? Uh, I just, the, the favorites up to 25 to 1. It's on your okay. rundown that we print up every week that we do. You know, it says, okay. Yeah, okay. Favorites up to 25 to 1. All right. For me, I will start 
with Paul Casey at 18 to 1. He's 18 to 1 on DraftKings Sportsbook. I love that number for him. He's one of my favorite plays this week. Uh, I think he's, uh, I mean, look, Casey's just playing fantastic right now. This is a perfect course for him. So I like Casey. I think he's one of the top names that will show up at this event and not like, you know, he'll care. I never feel like he shows up like DJ does and not care or yeah. Brooks does and yeah. not care. So I like Paul Casey at 18 to one. I think that's a good number there. Um, outside of that, there, there's not a whole lot of guys here that I'm like just big on up to 25 to one. I do like Scotty Scheffler. Oh. You know, I'm a big fan of Scotty Scheffler. Um, he is, uh, look, he was, he's, he was my man last week. Uh, he was one of the reasons that I, I want a decent amount of money and you get him at 25 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook. So that's probably the only, those two right there, Casey and Scheffler. Dang it, Pat. I, I mean, I should have assumed you would you let me go first. I know I should have assumed you had mentioned Scheffler, but I, yeah, you made fun of me for even liking Scheffler a few weeks ago. I, well, no, I made, no, I didn't. I like Scotty Scheffler as a player, but I'm saying you have a particular draw to Scotty Scheffler. You just do. I'm not, I'm not, it's okay. Like we all have our players, right? But I didn't make fun of you for liking him. I think he's a super talented player, but you didn't mention him in the DraftKings show. And I didn't think you were going to mention him here um, because I actually pay attention to who you talk about, especially when you're on your heater. So yeah. uh, I, I was only going to mention uh, one name. Now I do like your Paul Casey play at 18 to one. I agree with you. I think he shows up here ready to go, wanting to play, wanting to finish it off and get it done. I don't think he's a guy that mails it in. But Scotty Scheffler at 25 to 1 is the play for me. Um, and I, I think you should go ahead and bet that. If you can get that at 25 to 1, yeah. or if you yeah. can even get it at like, I mean, honestly, 20 to 1. That, that feels a little low, but I mean, even at 20 to 1, I think you should do it. I think there's a possibility that we see a couple of the, you know, maybe a big name withdraw from this event before it's over. And that's going to shorten Scotty's number. But Scotty's got some chops, and he wants that first PGA Tour victory. He's one of the new kids that came out with Hovland and Morikawa and Wolf, that whole gang, that has played really well. It's got a bunch of top fives, a bunch of top tens, but he doesn't have the win. Coming off a seventh at the U.S. Open, a third at the Memorial, an eighth at the PGA. I mean, the kid is amazing, right? He's a great player. Um, so I, I, think it's, I think it's going to happen for Scotty Scheffler for sure. Um, I also like the fact that he's coming off a week where he gained 8.7 strokes putting at the U.S. Open on POA, which is typically, even though it's a short career, small sample size, not his best putting surface. If there's a little POA popping here on this golf course, I, I like that for Scotty, uh, and I like that for the confidence with the flat stick on these greens. He missed a cut last year, last year in 2020, but who cares? Like, ignore that. It was the sec his second event back after the COVID restart. A ton of these guys were shaking the rust off. Like I don't think you, I don't think you need to sweat that at all. The irons are fantastic. I think Scheffler twenty five to one. You need to jump on right now. I, it could be shorter by the end of the week. Uh, now in this range, we give you one guy to fade, one guy to stay away from, one guy to avoid. Now it may be the same guy here, Pat, but I think it's, uh, I think it's clearly DJ at thirteen to one. He's actually not the favorite. Yeah, it is for me too. Yeah, yeah, uh, or eleven to one on he's eleven to one on DK maybe and thirteen to one on points bet. Either way, the opposite thirteen to one on DK, okay. eleven to one on points bet. All right, yeah, uh, I think Bryson's the favorite 
in, on both those books at the moment. But but he DJ is. to me, there is no. I said this on the DraftKings show. There's no reason he's here. I don't know why he's here other than he feels somewhat obligated to defend because he won last year. But it was the it was the first time he played the event, like in a long time, if ever. He just played it because he's wanting to get out of the house after the COVID lockdown, shake, continue shaking the rust off after a couple of weeks. Charles Schwab played the RBC. He comes out here, bing, bang, boom. I'm DJ. I got a, I got a big a big schlong, and I can hit the ball a long way, and I can show up at any place and win at any time because I care. Well, he cared last year. I don't think he gives a rip. I, I doubt he gives a rip. Like, what is he here for other than to defend? If he wasn't defending, guarantee you he wouldn't be here. Um, plus, he played Congaree in South Carolina. Then he flew. Now, granted, he flew, he flew net jets. He flew, like, in the bosom of Paulina, you know, sipping on, you know, vodka drinks. But he flew Congaree to Torrey. And now he's flying Torrey back to the East Coast in Connecticut. I just don't believe DJ wins here or even wants to be here. And don't even, not even sure, not even sure, he's, gonna, he's not going to withdraw. He may find a reason to just not be the defending champ. Anyway, that's it. <laughs> Um, that's my stay away. Did you mention your stay away? I don't think you did. I, I, Is it DJ? I pretty much, it's just DJ for me. There's nobody else in here that I really think you just absolutely stay away from. If you don't, I mean, if you have, you know, if you have it, you know, want to play them. Yeah. I mean, I can't hate you for playing Bryson, Cantlay, Kepka. So yeah, DJ is the one that I would really Ke- stick away yeah. from. Kepka, Kepka maybe because we know Kepka doesn't show up in these type tournaments. Do we feel like Kepka wants to show up here though, just because Bryson's playing too, and he just That's like wants to be Bryson? That's the one thing that makes me think about Kepka. Or are we just making all this crap up? You know, like, and I know Kepka would say he doesn't care. Like, if you asked him that, he would say, "No, I don't give a, I don't give a rip about that. I don't get, I don't care who's here. Like, if I'm here, I'm here to win." I know that's what he would say, but deep down, you know, like, do, do you have? I, don't I know. do think that Kepka. Um, you just don't know. Like, I think he really wants to win one of these events just to kind of shut that talk up. And he's good enough to obviously do that. Um, but I just, I don't know. I, I don't want to throw any money down on them this week. No. Nah. Um, before we move on to the next range, which is Pat, let me give you a heads up since apparently you didn't pay much attention. Uh, the 20, you know, anything over 25 to one up to 75 to one is kind of our next range here. We're going to talk about uh, our good friends at Caldera lab are taking care of your skin and you're a man and you typically don't give a rip about your skin. Um, but you should, you should, you don't want to be wrinkly. You don't, you, maybe you got some acne scars. Maybe you got all that kind of stuff going on and you need to take care of your skin. You just want to invest in healthier skin. And our friends at Caldera Lab have developed The Good. That's what it's called, The Good. It's a multifunctional face serum that, uh, that's freaking fantastic. In just a couple weeks, if you use it, your skin's going to feel smoother. It's going to be firmer, younger. You know, you want it firm when you're a young guy, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, all, the, all that good stuff. The, the clinical trials prove that The Good works on all skin types. If you got a beard, if you don't got a beard. If you're bald, you want to use it on your head because your head's kind of bumpy, kind of weird, kind of squirrely. You can use it on your head. If you got a dry scalp or what a wet scalp, you can use it. Doesn't matter. Keep it nice and shiny and moisturized. That's what the good by Caldera Lab will do for you. And best of all, you can try it 100% risk free. If you don't love it, they will refund you in full, full refund. If you go, hey man, you know I put this on my bald head and it stayed bumpy, they can they'll send they'll send you your money back. They'll refund you. 
Tour Junkies podcast listeners get 20% off your first Caldera Lab purchase. Go to Caldera Lab, that's C-A-L-D-E-R-A-L-A-B.com, and use promo code TOURJUNKIES, all one word, at checkout. That's calderalab.com, promo code TOURJUNKIES to get 20% off your entire first order. Do that. If you need some skincare, if you're like, hey, you know, I am starting to look a little weathered. I'm starting to look a little bit like a, like a leather glove, you know what I mean, around my eyeballs, around my lips, you know. Or maybe I'm dry and itchy and I'm flaking all over my, my desk at work. And I look at my desk and I got flakes everywhere. You know, <laughs> if you're looking weird. Or if you, just, if you got sunspots, you know, and you need to protect yourself. Give it a try, man. It's 2021. You know, men are taking care of themselves. So give Caldera Lab a try make, uh, and, and make the tour junkies look good by using that promo code. All right, Pat. Uh, up to 75 to 1. Who are you looking at in this range? This, is, this, this range and the next range kind of, you know, chock full of some guys. Some guys of interest, I think. There's, there's a few guys here that I like, um, actually. I'll start with Abraham Answer. He is at 28 to 1. Miscut last week at the U.S. Open, but I think he bounces back strong this week. Uh, is, is a great ball striker, great on approach. I think this is a good course for him, so... Abe answer at 28 to 1. Also, like Joaquin Neiman at 35 to 1, another great ball striker. Um, should be a great play for this course as well. Um, I like him. I like Harris English. Uh, Harris English has been showing some form again. He kind of went on a, uh, you know, he was, he was sort of off the radar after he really started the season on a heater. Uh, but he's been back showing some good form. Had a good finish last week at the U.S. Open with a fourth place, I believe third or fourth and then um really could have won at congaree a few weeks ago or a couple of weeks ago but just kind of crapped the bed down the stretch he is at 50 to 1 i like harris english there also hoffman at 45 to 1 hoffman just still is not really getting i don't think enough respect in the uh in the golf world really i mean the guy's been it playing is, absolutely fantastic he's hoffman, not winning is hoffman tired i feel like hoffman's getting tired Maybe he is, um, but I still think, you know, you look at it, just his ball striking and everything he's doing with his form and all of that. I mean, this is a good course for him. So I like Hoffman at 45 to one. And then my last play, Doc Redman at 70 to one in this range. Ooh, I think he is a okay. great play this week. Almost, uh, or had a chance to win a few weeks ago at Congaree. Um, I like him 70 to one Doc Redman. So there you go. I just laughed out loud at Michael Robertson on Twitter who commented on your uh your hoodie your hoodie image and said you look like olive oil. I, I don't know I don't know what that means, but it, olive oil is the uh it means uh, in that the it in olive oil the uh Oh, Popeye's, Popeye's girlfriend. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> He's talking about the character because of the skinny neck. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was talking Popeye's about your girlfriend. I thought he was talking about your skin or something. No, he's talking about. Fun. I get that because of my hack photo, my hack uh, yeah. Photoshop job. Okay, okay. I was. By talking- the way, I will say this uh, in this range, <laughs> and, and and this is funny because we got this in the chat. Somebody just mentioned Sam Burns in the chat. I actually have him written down. I didn't just say him. I, I kind of want. He was sort of like a, a questionable play for me, but I feel like this could be a Sam Burns week. I, I feel like you know this might be a chance to get back on him. I don't know if he wins. But, but you know, maybe in DFS, maybe a top 10 play, something like that. Uh, I like Sam Burns. So I'll, I'll agree with 
Hillboy83 in the chat. Yeah, Hillboy83 says he was on the course last year working security. And uh, Sam kept talking about how comfortable he felt at TPC River Highlands. Hillboy, we need more uh, details on that. Like security in what? Like, like you were following Sam around. You were just working security at the bathroom. And you happen to hear Sam say one thing. Like, give us a little more detail there. That's interesting. I mean, Sam, Sam obviously coming off the victory, then backing it up with a runner-up. Like, Burns is a, is a stud. Like, I think he's here to stay. I think he's, he's an aggressive young player, which I think you have to be to, um, you know, to win a golf tournament like this. I think you got to be aggressive. You got to score a bunch of, you got to make a bunch of birdies, right? So I think at any course like that, Sam could, could blow up. So very interesting for sure. Um, I liked your answer play and I really like your Redmond play. I like Redmond at 70 to one. I agree with you there. Great, like just all around driver of the golf ball. Like got some pop in the bat, not a ton. Pretty accurate. Irons have been coming back around for Doc Redmond. Actually, let me look at this. One of my favorite things to look at on Fantasy National is the rolling report, which shows you a a look at one stat category over a over a bunch of different time spans. It shows you where a player would rank uh from the last 100 rounds 50 24 12 8 and 4 rounds so you kind of see where they're trending and actually if you look at it redmond was doing really well for a while with the irons then he dropped off he went in a slump last 50 rounds last 24 rounds slumping last 12 last 8 last 7 definitely not slumping seems like doc has found the irons again and i like that for him and he's actually been close I think there was a couple tournaments, maybe I know at least one, maybe two, where he was like, you know, final group to last few groups. I know that the tournament that Jim Herman won that I needed Siwoo to win last year. Was that Sedgefield? Was that the Wyndham? Uh, Doc was close there, I think. So he's been close. I like him at 70 to 1. Um, I like your answer play at 28 to 1. I like Keegan at 50 to 1, the Northeastern boy from Boston. Uh, in Connecticut, played here, played well here before. Uh, obviously, checks a ton of boxes, right? Um, didn't play the U.S. Open. Well rested, motivated, and has been close. Like Keegan's close. Like he just needs to make some putts, and he's there. He's fifty to one. I like that. Uh, finally, I'm going to give you up to seventy-five to one, Ricky Fowler. I'm going to finally uh-huh. jump on board the Ricky Fowler train. I believe it, man. Like I believe it. If he's there. If he can put three rounds together, I think he'll put four together. I think he's ready to close the door. I think he's ready to say, I'm back. You know, I'm back. I'm done. I'm done having people talk about how I'm only in commercials, how I'm only making money off the golf course, you know, how I'm only this, you know, this cardboard cutout in a PGA Tour Superstore near you. I think he's done with that. I think he wants to say, I'm big dick Rick. Shout out Jeff Feinberg. And I'm ready to win a golf tournament again. And by the way, I just used my big dick to impregnate my pole vaulting, uh, I think, fiance? Are they even married yet? No, they're married. They are married. Wife. Uh, uh, what's her name? I don't remember. She vaults poles. Anyway, just announced today that they're married. Producer Sam Allison. Yeah, Producer Sam on the quickness there. Stoke. Allison Stoke. Allison Stoke. Uh, let's see. Um, minus a thousand that producer Sam follows her on Instagram. I mean, he came up with that. <laughs> yeah, name that's the super fast. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. He replies, "Yes, I do." Yeah, minus a thousand. We know was following. He says was following her before he followed Ricky. 
Jeez, Sam, calm down. Goodness, Sam. God, do you need to take a minute? <laughs> anyway, Ricky's impregnated her. They just announced today that uh, that his one of his sperm, you know, made. Do you his... think Sam is really sad that all this stuff you're telling him? Did you know this, Sam? Oh, Sam's. Oh, Sam is heartbroken. I bet. I bet he didn't know. He's not super active on Twitter. He's more of a visual guy, clearly on Instagram. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one of little little Ricky's boys uh, made it to uh, to what's her name again? God, I keep forgetting her name. Allison, Allison. made it to one of her little eggs, and uh, and now they're gonna have a baby Ricky. So, uh, you know, strokes gain home life could be a thing. Seventy to one. He's been turning the swing around with our boy John Tillery. I'm a believer in Ricky this week. I like it. I'm gonna buy into it. I think he might be a chalky option in DFS. So maybe, you know, depending on your lineup structure, depending on how much chalk you're going to eat in other spots, you play him here and you bet him outright. You know, give it a shot. I mean, he's also plus 275 to top 20. I mean, that's not bad. That's not terrible. Plus 275 to top 20. All right. Here we go. Okay. Uh, Producer Sam wants to know if we have any thoughts on Higo at 70 to 1. I... I think I would prefer if we're talking young, if we're talking young Euro studs. I think I would prefer to go a hundred to one and go Guido, which is in the Me next too. range. Guido, yeah. So we're both more on Guido than we are Higo. Guido over Higo this week. Guido uh, just finished fantastic at the U.S. Open with a uh, a lot of fist pumps and possibly rotator cuff damage. Uh, Higo, yeah, won the Palmetto in a super crappy field. Um, I think both are interesting players. They're both super young. I mean, I don't know. Do these guys even have pubic hair? I don't know. Like, these guys are freaking young. But they're already up here hitting golf balls really well in front of a lot of important people. So Guido could be interesting at 101. I would rather have him over Higo at 70. Sounds like you would too, Pat. Yes, I would. Okay. Uh, let's talk about the longer range here. Above 75, up to 125 to 1. We just mentioned Guido at 100 to 1. 100 to 1 on DraftKings if you want him. Or plus 350 to top 20. So if you're a Guido Italiano believer, you know, we talked about this in the DFS show. Guido's riding a hot streak in life as well. He's got pictures with Paulina floating around the internet. He's finishing really well in the U.S. Open. He just got a, he actually qualified for the Masters based on that finish. Then he took, an, uh, he took uh, membership in the, into the PGA Tour with that finish, meaning he doesn't have to play in those second-rate Euro Tour events. No offense to any Europeans that listen to us, but, I mean, guys, we know. So, I mean, he's, he's riding a heater in life in general. So for a guy like that, plus 350 as a top 20. Pat, I mean, if you were playing in this tournament and you are plus 350 as a top 20 right now, I would bet on you. And you have a terrible golf game, even though you're top well, 10,000 you. 10, in the world in uh, strokes game bump and running. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, who else you got in this range? All right, three guys that I really like. Stuart Sink is 100 to 1. I mean, dude, you can't play Stuart could... Sink here. You can't. Do you How can you not play Stuart Sink here at 100 to 1? The guy The guy like was in like high school when you were you were in your daddy's ball sack. And you, when you He's travel like, from when you travel from Tory Ponds to here, he 
he's probably pretty close to your age, which wouldn't do well for my um my story here. But I just don't think the travel does well with the old old guys system. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's forty seven. Okay, he's he's older than okay, me. Okay, so he was still, in he was in pre K. He, he was in pre K. I, I agree with the travel narrative if we want to go that way. But look, this this is a great course for Stewart. For for old Stewie Sink. Finished second here a few years ago. He did miss a cut last year. But I like him. I like him. You get him at 100 to 1. I'm a big fan of Stuart Sink. Uh, also, Guido was one of the ones I wanted to mention. But Taylor Gooch at 100 to 1. He's another guy who has been yeah. uh, playing extremely well lately. Um, I believe he's made his last like at least five or six straight cuts. Uh, I think this is a good course for him also. So Taylor Gooch at 100 to 1, I think uh, those are good numbers for him. And then in this range, I also like, um, you know, how do we not look at Mackenzie Hughes at 110 to 1? You know, coming off of a good week last week, we had somebody in the chat mentioning earlier that he shot 60 on this golf course last year. So some Mackenzie Hughes there at 110 to 1, I think that's a good number also. that's probably it for me in here. Oh God. Uh, you know, we don't, we don't have many listeners watching live on YouTube, which hurts my feelings, but we appreciate all of them that do. But the ones that do are really coming in hot. I mean, our boy Trip Anderson, just a uh, new Nut Hut member says, do we really think Sink is going to get three wins and then win player of the year? He could. I don't th- Why not? <laughs> Did you really think he could get two wins? If Stuart Sink gets three wins, I will. I mean, but did you think he could get two wins? If uh, much or one win? No. So why can't he get to three? Because it continues to get more and more ridiculous. If Stuart Sink gets three wins, I will. What will I do? I will shave my head on the show. I I will shave my head. I will. I will do a lot of stuff. I might pull out a tooth if if Stuart Sink gets three wins. He's not getting three wins on the year. God. If uh, and then and then. And then Josh Kistler, because I said Pat was top 10,000 in the world in, in bumping and running. He says, the wife says I'm top 10,000 in bumping and grinding. The question is, when did she have the spare time to try out the other 9,990? <laughs> Kistler always has a good comment. All right. Um, God. Okay, you mentioned Guido. I, I, I did lose track of some of the guys you said there. I... What if I told you I'm going to go back to a guy that I've been, I mean, I've just been riding him. I mean, I've been riding him like Kissler's wife rides people um, a lot this oh, year. Oh, dear. Well, he brought it up in the oh, comment. Oh, dear. He brought it up <laughs> well, in the comment. Yeah, he did, but I mean. I'm going to get, God, I can't, I don't know if I should do it. Let me look, let me look at one thing here. Let me look at one thing here. One thing, one thing, real quick, real quick. I'll pull up the stats. Is he okay? Nope, not good there. Okay. You know what? I'm just gonna do it. I'm I'm going back to Cam Tringali at ninety to one on DraftKings. Okay. <sighs> the, the the off the tee play has been very bad in the last four tournaments for Tringali. But before that, a third at the Valspar, top ten at the Valero, top ten at the AT and T, like. He's been so close, and you know this guy is dying to win on the PJ Tour. He's just freaking dying. The problem is in the last four weeks, he's lost like over 10 shots off the tee, which I'm not excited about. 
Uh, but I think Cam, hopefully after the Memorial, he's had a couple of weeks to get it straightened out, get it figured out. He's a good iron player. Um, this is this should be a course for Cam Tringali. Like it's it's just it could be ninety to one. I think I'll take a chance. I like Guido at hundred to one. I like Hadwin at hundred to one. He's a PJ Tour winner. He's playing well right now. He's confident, accurate player, good putter on these Poa bent grass situations. Uh, Hadwin, I like him as a top twenty as well. He's plus three fifty uh, on DraftKings as a top twenty. And then finally, the Gooch is loose, baby. My Gooch is loose, and uh, it's Taylor. I, you know, I, the only thing I don't like about Taylor Gooch is I don't feel like Gooch has had a ton of like close encounters. You know, um, I mean, I want to make sure, but he's in good form. He is in good form. Okay, 18th at Memorial, 14th at the Charles Schwab, fifth back in the Players. But I think he backdoored that fifth. I don't know that he had a whole. I don't know how many final groups Taylor Gooch has been in, but I don't think it's been in many, which I normally like that before I give you a winner, a uh, first-time winner. But I think Gooch could happen at 110-1 to 1 on DraftKings. Feel much better about him as a top 20, which he is 4-1 to 1 on DraftKings. So I'll give you that. All right, Pat, let's move on to the bombs. Over 125-1, to 1, who are the super long, super-duper, long shots over 125 to one that are interesting. All right. I'll give you a few here that I like. Uh, one is Scott Stallings at 175 to one. I think this could be uh, a good week for him. Um, also Hank Lebiota at 175 to one. Good, good ball striker putting better lately. I think that's uh, a good number for him. Uh, in that range also, Joseph Bramlett at 175 wow. to 1. I think this is, uh, you know, those are all three guys that I think uh, could play really well here and have a chance. And then if I go a little bit longer, um, I'm going to go with the guy that I liked at Congaree that uh, isn't a very long hitter that has a, we hear, has an incredible short game, good ball striker, and uh, has played well on the Corn Ferry Tour uh, and actually played well at Congaree. And that is David Lipsky at 225 to 1. Goodness. Goodness, goodness. Those are some, yeah, those are some bombs. I don't have those kind of bombs. Um I will start with Maverick McNeely, who gained strokes on POA, who gained strokes on Bent. Good putter there. And really, in the last year or so, we've seen Mav, um, you know, he's, he's pretty hit or miss. Like, but when he hits, he's been close. You know, he's got a top five at Pebble Beach. He's got a top, uh, he's got a T8 at the Rocket Mortgage in 2020. Got another runner-up at Pebble Beach. He had a fourth-place finish at the Heritage. All the you know Pebble Beach and Heritage, not super long tracks. Um, it's all it's really about the iron play for Maverick McNeely, uh, but he's an interesting play. I think he's a kid that can go that can go low and get hot in a tournament like this. And I think he's had enough experience and enough close calls that he could uh, he could close the door. He's 135 to one on DraftKings and plus 450 as a top 20. Then I'm going to go with the past champion in the Shesticle, Mr. Shesticle Reavy, also at 135 to 1 on DraftKings and plus 450 as an outright, uh, or I'm sorry, as a top 20. Um, I mean, the Shesticle, you know, I mean, what, 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 what if, you know, I mean, what if 
what if he's feeling it? I mean, he's a short knocker. He's coming to a spot where he's he's uh, he's confident, coming off a T14 at Congaree, a T40 at the U.S. Open, grinding it out. His two best putting surfaces surfaces are Poa and Bent. He's coming off a butt ton of missed cuts, too. I mean, he had like five or six in a row before Congaree and before the U.S. Open, but it looks like he figured out his irons a little bit. His irons were terrible. He was losing a, a ton of strokes. And then all of a sudden, you know, between somewhere between the PGA and the Palmetto, uh, old Chez saw his coach or he, he something happened at home or, you know, he found the Lord. I don't know, but he gained four, almost four and a half strokes at Congaree and almost six at the U.S. Open with the irons. Like, watch out if the Chesticle has found a little bit of his iron play on a course that rewards accuracy off the tee that he's won before. That could be a very interesting play at, at 135 to 1 on DK. So those are my those are my bombs, my bombs. Okay, I like it. All right, uh, let them hang predictions, Pat. Let them hang oh, predictions. Now these are where we just really, you know, speaking of chesticle, you know, we let them out. We let the we let the we let the boys walk around. We'll go for a walk a little bit. We take the plums to the market. You know, we let the the sun's hitting them just right. There's kind of a bluish hue. Uh, we that's where we do that. And last week, actually, you know, most weeks we're not going to get this right. So just letting you know. Uh, yeah. but, but last week I did get it right. I said that Corey Connors would not be the top Canadian in the U.S. Open. And there were only four Canadians. And in fact, he was the fourth Canadian at the U.S. Open. So bang, you, you missed yours. You said DJ would miss the cut, although I think he barely made the cut. And then he, he did okay, right? Yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, it was close. All right, but this week, um, for the let him hang prediction, I, similar to you last week, here's my prediction. The D- DJ, Dustin Johnson, and, and, not or, and, Mr. Brooksy Kepka will both miss the cut. Now, if you do that, if you do that little, you know, you could parlay that, that action. Uh, it's around 13 to 1. Around 13 to 1, if they both miss the cut, both DJ, both Brooks show up, don't give a damn. You know what I mean? They, they don't give a damn about this golf tournament. They both miss the cut. I say that happens. That's my let them hang prediction. And if it hits, it's 13 to 1. You're welcome. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> cool. Is that what you said? Cool. No, I said, who? 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 What? Like, who? Oh, oh, oh. Was there an L or no L? I don't know. It would have been funnier if there's an L. That's like a that's like a boom to boom thing. Like, you just went, who? Who? All right. Well, mine's kind of similar to that. And now, look, I was just celebrating a, a, a good heater today, so I really didn't come prepared enough for this one. But I'm going to say that the guy who has won three times here, Bubba Watson, who I think is going to be a lot of people, I think he's going to be chalky. A lot of gonna, people are going to want to play some Bubba. I think he's going to miss the cut. And mm. you know what? If you want to bet that, he is actually plus 175 to miss the cut. But I think Bubba, three-time champ here, 
course stud, course horse stud is going to miss a cut. And my other prediction. Oh, yeah, two. Is that I do believe this is a long shot week. I'm going to predict that we will get a three digit odds winner. So a hundred and hundred to one and above will win this week. So back to the days of 2014, Kevin Strillman was your last triple digit winner here at, uh, at the Travelers Championship. Okay. So you think Bubba's going to miss the cut. Now, Bubba, a little bit resurgent here lately. You know, decent, decent at the Masters, 13th at Valspar, 18th at Wells Fargo. Uh, not good at the PGA, not good at the U.S. Open. Obviously weaker field, but he comes to a Bubba course, and you just feel like, you just feel like it's not going to happen. What is, it, is, it, is it the yeah. irons? Is it Because uh, that's kind of failed him a little bit the last few weeks, but that's interesting. Yeah, I think, you know, it's just we're trying to make a bold call. By yeah. the way, bring up the chat here. Ahmad uh, Dilly Hunt. Oh. He said he must have come into the party late. He's one of the late party showers that just shows up and, and uh, wonders what the hell's going on because everybody's <laughs> talking. They're in a con- Like, he walks up to, like, three guys talking, and he just stands there for a second. And they're talking about some crazy ass shit, and he's like, "Okay, I don't, I don't, I mean, these guys are nuts." And he just said that um, we will say anything. Bubba <laughs> loves this course. All right, look, Ahmad, you've missed this. This is called the "Let Them Hang" segment. Okay, this is the "Let Them Hang" segment. All right, so that means that we're just we're really just we're saying hang. we're kind of just saying anything to say something. So really, you're just well. We're we're looking for we're looking for the most you know kind of a radical thing that we feel like we feel the best could about. actually happen. We feel the best like me saying Dustin would miss the cut last week and miss three cuts in majors this year was pretty ballsy, and that didn't happen. The same thing with you and the Canadian pick. Yeah, so. I mean Corey Connors. You know, me saying that Corey Connors would not be the top Canadian. Uh, last week against Taylor Pendrith, full-time web.com or cornferry.com. Uh, Adam Hadwin and no form Mackenzie Hughes was a, was a let them hang prediction, right? So the, so welcome to the show. First of all, Ahmad, you know, unlike Pat, I pack it's all up in his feelings. He gets real emotional. He no, starts attacking, I appreciate, I appreciate, starts attacking I appreciate people. Ahmad. We appreciate you watching uh, Ahmad, but yeah, you, you, you jumped in in the middle of the let them hang predictions where we just get, we just get real ballsy with it. And that is what it is. I think DJ and Brooks to both miss the cut at 13 to 1 is something that if I had a little bit I wanted to sprinkle on something at 13 to 1 that I didn't feel great about. You know, money I would, I'm willing to lose, of course. I would do it. I would do it. I think there are worse 13 to 1 bets out there that you could make. So there you go. I agree. That's good stuff. Okay. All right. It is now time to move on to one of my favorite segments that we're doing uh, every week right now, and we'll be doing, we'll be continuing here for a little bit, and that is just the tip. Okay. Just the tip where, where myself or Pat give you, you know, kind of a, a little thought, a little thing, a little tip, whether it's uh, more centered around DraftKings and DFS or around betting. Uh, where we talk about kind of more strategy, more theory, more, you know, big picture stuff. Try to keep it quick. Pat Perry coming off the heater, winning 20K on DraftKings last weekend on a $200 single entry and hitting Russell Henley as a first round leader bet at 125 to one, chopped up to 62 and a half to one. 
Pat Perry, you, sir, have the floor for just the tip. Okay, well, just the tip for me uh, this evening, I'm going to talk about, uh, I'm not going to like harp on the heater and everything and winning 20K and blah, 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 blah. But what I am going to talk about is, 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 is what kind of led to some of that. And that is the fact that contest selection is so key when it comes to DFS yes. and whatever else. I mean, you you've got to, especially if you're if you're not like a pro and you're not doing this for a living and everything else. Like the single entries, like the two hundred dollar single entry. There's a thirty three dollar single entry on DraftKings. There's a twelve dollar, so it doesn't have to be the two hundred dollar. There's actually a hundred dollar. Um. The thing about those is obviously, like it says, it's a single entry. It's one lineup. Okay. It's your one best lineup that you're putting out there each week. And you're not going against all the bots and all that kind of stuff and the people the that bots. can throw in a hundred the bots and and hundred and fifty lineups and whatever else. Okay. They're not don't bots. get in don't get in bed. No, some of them are bots. I no, think there's some not. bots out there. You sound yeah. like such an old man right now. They're not freaking no, no. bots. They're don't get in bed with the bots. Okay, <laughs> we're not getting in bed with the bots. All right, and so just do the single entry. There, you got a you know you got a way better chance at winning some money. You don't have to have like this you know incredible lineup. I mean, my lineup that I won this past week was in a thousand. I entered it in three contests. I entered it in. Pat Mayo's league, which by the way is a great contest to get in. Pat Mayo is a fifteen dollar three max league. It's fantastic. I finished fifteenth in that one. Won like three hundred dollars. I put this lineup also in the Millie Maker for ten dollars because I just like to throw one in there, um, and it finished in the thousandth place, and then it wins twenty thousand in the two hundred dollar single entry. So that kind of tells you you don't have to have that perfect lineup in these single entries. You just don't. Um, and so I like that. I also like the fact that you can kind of eat the chalk a little bit in the single entries, you know, in, in this lineup, I had, uh, I had Louie in there, even though he was a chalk bomb, you know, well, here's, here's a story behind that. I picked this lineup on Tuesday. Okay. I stuck to this lineup, two guys that I really liked Berger and Scheffler, who I thought were going to, there's a lineup on the screen. Berger and Scheffler were two guys that I, I didn't know, had no clue what the ownership was. But they were two guys that I really loved that I thought were going to get overlooked, and they were, and they had low ownership. And then I liked Brooks Kepka and I liked Louie. They were both higher-owned around that 20% category. Yeah, Kepka at 19, uh, Louie at 25. So you ate some chalk. Yeah, and then Scheffler was 10, Berger was, was around 5, and then I had Neiman and Adam Scott in there. Adam Scott scared the shit out of me, but sometimes in these GPPs like this, you got to have a, a guy in there that's going to scare you a little bit. Uh, he did scare me, but uh, it turned out to be okay. Uh, one thing I think about when you do these single entries also, especially the $200 single entry, it, it makes it's not something like, for me, your regular everyday player, like $200 makes you a little nervous. Okay, you're throwing two hundred dollars out there in a single entry that you could lose all of that money. So what do you do? You actually focus a little more on that lineup because you are putting your two hundred dollars into a single entry and you just feel like it. I mean, it has to be good. And so when I do single entries, I tend to I focus a little a little more on each individual player on the stats. I look at Fantasy National. I really try to drill it down a little bit more. I think that's good. I think you're focusing on that one lineup 
as opposed to if you're trying to do 10 or 15 lineups into a contest or more than that, you may just kind of cowboy it up, you know, go off a of feeling or whatever else. You don't look at something because you know you've got 10 other lineups that you're going to do, and maybe you're going to capture a player in some other lineup. So you really focus more when you're doing those single entries, I think, for me at least. Um, and then a key is no tinkering. No tinkering. Focus is definitely a problem for Pat, if you guys haven't noticed. It is so a big focus problem focus is for a me. problem for you, if you're on ADD medicine or ADHD medicine, then yeah. you need to play limited lineups and just enter them into higher dollar contests. That's the lesson yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. It is a big problem for me. So when I do those, I focus more on them, and I think it helps me. Um, and then no tinkering also, okay? You got to get, you know, you set this lineup early. Um, even if you don't like setting lineups early, if you do it, you know, Wednesday night, it's better when we're on the East Coast because then if you're on the East Coast and whatever else, it's it's it, you don't have to wait like we did for. I mean, last week really lended itself to tinkering because, you know, you aren't going to start until, what, 10 o'clock on the East Coast, so you had some time. But for me, with these single entries, you've put enough time into setting that six-man lineup. Just let it go. Let it go. And then if the chalk bomb, if, if Ben comes out with a chalk bomb on Wednesday, don't just maybe don't listen to it if, if you really like that guy. But other than that, that, that's pretty much it. I think contest selection is huge. Um, and uh, yeah, what else? You can't that's overlook about. contest selection in DFS, that's for sure. And also, I do think too, I'll, I'll say this about um, on the betting side, you know, I tend to get. I like to do first round leader bets, but I'm going to give I'm going to give my boy DB some credit. He is very patient with the weeks that he does his first round leader bets, and uh, I I should learn from that because I I took his advice this week. I went with the early morning guys that we saw a clear advantage, and uh, that helped and paid off because my other first round leader bets are usually just I'm it's you're just throwing darts, you're just throwing darts. Yeah. But but this week I actually put a lot of thought into that Henley bet, uh, not just the you know the fact that he was going off early, but some other things. So I think with the first round leader bets, you just you really got to pick your weeks. I know everybody loves those numbers because they're usually like usually you like to you know a hundred to one, one hundred fifty to one on some of these first. Like this week could be a good first round leader bet. I don't know. I don't know what the weather looks like or anything else. I think we could get some long shots so they were leading after the first round. Um, but I think you got to pick your spots. You can't just do that every single week. Yeah, it's tempting to bet a long shot because it's one round and it's golf. Like anybody can do it. So I, I do think that's a good tip in general is just like be disciplined. You know, like have a rule. You know, if, if, if you like betting the first round leader bets and that's your temptation, don't bet them unless there's a clear advantage to one side or the other. If there's not a clear advantage, don't do it. And that's kind of what I try to stick by. But um, yeah, I think you're spot on, Pat, in DFS. Like, if you can't max out the entries, then don't play the contest. You know, if it's, if it's, you know, if you can't do a single entry or three, you know, if you can't do 150 max, don't, yeah, don't do it. Unless it's the Millie Maker, you just want to throw one in there just to do it, whatever. I mean, that, there's definitely stories where single bullets hit, right? But for the most part, it makes more sense long term that you, you play contests that you can max out the entries. Um, and you're not up against other players who are. So contest selection is huge in DFS. Uh, good stuff, Pat. Thank you, sir. 
you're the the old wise sage pat we we worship you we we serve you sir humbly and uh you know this is your week you're you're just freaking riding the heater and we all just bless your holy name oh thank you yeah okay that's enough of that (laughs) thanks for listening to the tour junkies podcast the betting preview for the travelers championship don't forget to put in the comments what you would spend your money on if you won 20k or what patch to spend his money on what do you think Put that in the YouTube comments. We need it, people. We need it. Have a great week. See ya.